0: Sports podcast presented by Cib Sports. This is your host John Ashcar, and today with me I have a very very special guest, Cleveland Browns offensive tackle Kendall Lamb. Welcome to the show, Kendall. How we doing, brother? It's a pleasure to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you, Kendall. We're really excited to get you on the show. For those of you who do not know Kendall, he is from Butler High School in North Carolina, Charlotte. He went to college at Appalachian State, where he started there for four straight years after redshirting. He was a first-team All-Southern Conference player in 2013, and then was a first-team All-Sun Belt Conference player in 2014. It's pretty interesting that you guys switched conferences in the middle of your career. Yeah, it was a little different,
1: you know. Going, um, we moved up uh, from d one aa to Big D1, so you know, playing the SoCon. I mean, football is football. I mean, in the outside world, people looked at D1AA like it wasn't real football, which it was. But, I mean, when we moved up to the Sun Belt and all that, you know, it was, it was smooth. Now, I hated it because, unfortunately, we didn't get bowl eligibility. We couldn't go to the playoffs my last year in college. But at the same time, you know, I like to think my class was the one that helped propel us to where we are now. So
0: Exactly. And now you guys have a lot of NFL vets, or NFL players and even more guys coming out. So you guys did a great job with the program. After, yes, after your college career, you signed with the Houston Texans in 2015 as an undrafted free agent, and you spent four seasons there playing in 55 games, starting 24 of those. And now you're with the Browns. You signed here as a free agent in 2019 and have played 14 games here. But you're not only making an impact on the field, Kendall, you're making a huge impact in the community here. Right. Going back to your Appalachian State days, Appalachian State's not like a huge football school. But you made it to the NFL and you're in your sixth season here in the league. What advice would you give to young football players or even college athletes who aren't at Power 5 schools that do have aspirations of going pro? Um,
1: I'd say my biggest thing, and it really wouldn't even be the people from the mid-major schools, just, just people in general. Man, it's all about, there's a lot of things you could say, but when I pinpoint it, if there's one piece of... I would say. But you got you have to enjoy the process. Now when I say enjoy the process, I mean you have to enjoy the ups, you have to enjoy the downs. You have to enjoy the five thirty in the morning waking up lifting. You have to enjoy the days when you don't feel like doing it. you and they're the dog days. And you you really have to, you know, if you want to reach this point and you want to be as good as you can be in certain things, I mean there there's no there's no way around it, bro. You have to for men and women, you have to submerge yourself You know, in the realm of, I have to work at this, I have to do this. And I mean, that, that, and at the same time, I would also say, man, just be you. You know, don't try to be someone that you're not, don't try to impress, blah, blah, blah. Just be you, and I promise you it'll work out.
0: And both of those just apply so well to life, too. You're not, you're not just gonna get put into a position where you're the highest, and the best person you can be is yourself. So it applies to just everything you can do in life. Talking about your NFL career, when you first got into NFL, was there a player that kinda of took you under their wing?
1: Yeah, so when I first got to Houston, you know, we had Dwayne Brown in our room, Ben Jones was in our room, we had Brandon Brooks, we had some heavy hitters. I mean Brandon Brooks is arguably one of if not the best right guard in football. Dwayne Brown's been playing what, I think thirteen years now at a very high level. Yeah, we just had a really good good group. But Dwayne really and truly like showed me you know how to prepare, you know what to kind of how to model yourself off of being, because you know I play offensive line, I play tackle, wing guard, all that. But you know just seeing that that caliber of person and how he you know approached the game it was huge. And I mean I can never I can never thank him enough for setting that example.
0: Right, and offensive tackle seems like one of the more hard positions to adjust to, especially with the size of the guys when you're transitioning from college to the NFL. So it's gotta help when you have someone like Dwayne Brown there to kind of help you transition into the league. Oh, for sure, for sure, man.
1: Cause like you said, when you get up here, bro, they're big. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, in college they're big too. Yes. Yeah. But here they're big and they're all fast. And you know, everybody at the at the snap of a finger dissects plays. So you really have to be on top of on top of your stuff.
0: For sure, for sure. Your grandma took care of you while you were growing up. And in 2018, she started a fight with breast cancer, and you chose to honor her with your My Cause, My Cleats. What exactly did it mean to you to be able to honor her in that moment?
1: I mean, for the people who know me and, you know, really know my story, I mean, my mother was always there. I love my mother my mother to death, but my grandma's the reason that I am who I am. You know, she's the reason that I stand and do what I do every single day. And it was different for me. My grandmother has always been Superwoman in my eyes, you know, she... Worked until she was 70s plus years old and finally retired. You know, she still pushes the lawnmower across our yard every every week. You know, she she no riding lawnmower. She would always say it's all about the hard work. So for me to kind of see my superwoman kind of be brought down to you know human being level in my mind, it was very difficult, man. You know, it was scary yeah. because. I mean, we had never dealt with anything like that in my family. And if you want me to be honest, my grandmother's the glue to our family. So for me to be down in Houston and for her to be back home in North Carolina, it was very unsettling. But at the same time, my girlfriend helped so much during that time. She would go to every you know appointment with her. She would be sure to report back to me. And me and my grandmother were like this. So I would be talking to her nonstop. But, I mean, it was it definitely made me realize, and not, not to say this because I always do. But life is so precious. Mm-hmm. You really have to cherish the moments you have with with your people who are important. So
0: yeah, you only get so many seconds, so many minutes with your loved ones. You got to take I'm advantage sure. of it.
1: You have to, and if it, and if people don't realize that, especially with the year that we just had dealing with COVID, then you're crazy. Right. Because right. Like really and truly, this year should have shown people exactly what it means to like really and truly, you know, have prioritize your life.
0: For sure. And, I mean, it's been tough being able to see family and friends, but it's really made you see how important that they truly are to your life. You had the opportunity to do a reading at East Cleveland Superior Elementary School earlier this year through the Browns Get to School program. How do you get involved with this part of the Browns organization, and why is giving back so important to you?
1: So even when I was in Houston, man, me and... Uh, My best friend down there, he's actually from Cincinnati, Ohio. Greg, man, we used to go everywhere. You know, normally, uh, Tuesdays are our off days. So, Tuesdays are the opportunity where we can go do certain things in the community. And I would literally tell our community relations and our outreach people in Houston, sign me up for it all. I want to be a part of all that. So, when I got here, you know, that was one of the first things I talked to the people about. I was like, listen, I'm always down to help. I'm always down to get in the community, you know, especially for the kids. Because in my opinion, if we want to be as great as we're going to be in this country, it's all about the youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're all going to you know, play our role. We're going to play our pivotal role. But if you really want to change the narrative, you got to change with the kids. So to get in there and you know, show them a positive example and really just talk to them, you know, I don't go in there. I, people always say, man, you play in the NFL. Yes, I do. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, as you can see, just talking to me, bro, I'm a regular guy.
0: You are. And yeah. a really I'm, nice one, too.
1: I'm very chill. You know, I'm down to earth. I don't. I mean, I just happen to play football. So, like, when, and, and I, I cherish the fact that when a lot of people meet me, they always say, wow, man, you, you're a very, you know, chill, very humble type guy. But, I mean, that's all I know. So, mm-hmm. when to get into the community and do those things, I mean, it's, it's very near and dear to me.
0: It's really nice that. Even at a high of a level you are, you're able to keep your cool and just keep, stay that person that you are. Going back to just being yourself, that's probably a big reason why that you're at the level that you're at now. Just because you've been able to keep that humble attitude. Yes, sir. So you're a part of the Browns New Social Justice Committee that they created this summer. And you and Chris Hubbard recently wrote a letter to the members of the Ohio Senate Judiciary Committee lobbying to end life sentences without the possibility of parole for children. Right now, right now, kids in Ohio, as low as the age of 14, can be sentenced to prison in life. How exactly was this issue presented to you? And what impact do you think you and the committee can make on issues like this and more in the future?
1: So I know everyone's going to have their own opinion on certain things in life, that's life in general. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for me, me and Hub were approached with, by one of our PR guys just speaking on, because you know, our ideals and what we stand for align with, you know, the bill and all that. And I mean, I've seen in the past growing up, I've seen stuff like this take place. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people be fully accused. I've seen the ways um, certain, you know, certain arrests can impact your life and literally alter and change your entire life. Right. So if I'm in a position now. To, you know to be able to stand for for what i what i feel is very important in this world and i mean i'm going to go back to what i said earlier even at 13 14 15 16 but you're still a kid like your brain hasn't fully developed and you're not going to tell me and don't get me wrong we all make mistakes even the people in the highest positions in in the world have right. all made mistakes that they for sure wouldn't want you know certain people to know about or shouldn't alter their life like Everyone in the world, in my opinion, has made a mistake that they had to learn from and get the opportunity to grow. So if you're not going to give these kids the opportunity to grow at 14 years old, you're going to ruin their life, I couldn't stand for that. So there was a no-brainer for me.
0: Yeah, it, it's great seeing you and Chris do that work, especially because, like you said, kids are still growing up, and the best way to learn is from your mistakes. So, so it's great to see you guys doing that work and trying to help pass these bills to fix this in Ohio. Going to football now, there's been a lot, an enormous amount of change to the season and practice with COVID, with the COVID pandemic happening. For you, what has been the best or most beneficial aspect to come out of all of these changes to games and practices?
1: So, you know, even in the offseason, well, we call it offseason, we had to do everything at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In my opinion, that really shows you when it's just you when there's no one else around, it really and truly strips away all the other factors and it falls on your shoulders. So are you going to put the work in or are you not? Mm-hmm. So for me, I really enjoyed that because don't get me wrong, you're always focused. But when it's just you and the iron, which means the way room, you know, running and all that stuff, you have to take yourself to a different place. And the fact that, you know, I, I can only lean on myself for those things. It's all season. Now, don't get me wrong, they send us workout plans and all that. But it was just me, the iron and running. And, you know, I've found actually a, a peace with doing that because, you know, there's one thing, there's one thing to do stuff because people tell you to. But it's another when you take the initiative and you do these things on your own. And, you know, when you can literally sit back and I can play the video game and I can do whatever I want all day. But no, I'm going to be very, very diplomatic be very very direct in my approach and how i do it that was a lovely thing for me to see and it reinforced you know why that's so important
0: right yeah i mean you definitely put a lot more pressure and accountability on yourself with that but it pays off more in the end when you see that hard work and that like individualism pay off for you do you think do you think it's helped with like like, physically with your game? For example, the Raiders had, I think, 11 guys on their COVID list this upcoming week, and they weren't able to practice the whole week, but then, before the game, like, nine of them were cleared. Do you think that could possibly even give you, like, a physical advantage with the wear and tear being week 10, 11 in the NFL?
1: So I would say there there are pros and cons to that. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, if you can't practice for that week, I mean, you should know your offensive system and you should know your schemes and all that, but at the same time, maybe a different look that that team is presenting you for the week so I mean you have to do everything virtually you have to do it mentally and that for some isn't the easiest thing mm-hmm. but like you said from a body standpoint you probably feel good you know you probably feel refreshed you probably feel relaxed but at the same time it's also that's a double that's a double-edged sword because we're go to the game and if you play you know, your body isn't of that contact for that week, so it could have taken a step back. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to it all. So, I mean, I would say, don't get me wrong, there are definitely some benefits, but if it was me, I would definitely want to practice.
0: That's that's interesting because they are playing it off so much on the broadcast last night that it's like this huge advantage because they haven't practiced and that their bodies are fresh. So it is interesting when you say that you're not ready for those hits. because the, the NFL is definitely different with the physicality. 100%. The Browns brought in coach Bill Callahan this year and he's like a quote-unquote offensive line guru. Mm-hmm. What have you learned best from Coach Callahan and what effect do you think he has made on your game as a whole?
1: So Coach Callahan has been around forever. Mm-hmm. You know, he literally is arguably one of the best offensive line coaches in my minds there has been. So to get around that caliber person and it's crazy when I was in Houston my offensive line coach was uh, Mike Devlin. He would, uh, he would actually talk about Coach Callahan a lot. So to now be around the man who I heard about for four years and you know be able to learn these things, I mean it's been it's been literally like a dream come true. Because he breaks the way he breaks stuff down mm-hmm. and the way we break film down, we break teams down, you were so so prepared. The preparation is top-notch. And don't get me wrong, I've been prepared before, but when you get around a man that's literally over 30, 40-plus years in the game and has seen every day, you know, he's going to make sure you're prepared. He's going to make sure you go through film study. He's going to make sure. And, of course, all that comes on top of being a professional. But at the same time, it's it's been, it's been wonderful. I can't lie to you. It's been a great day. Uh, my favorite thing about it, you know, just having so many techniques and, and being able to put different wrinkles in your game – because he's seen it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's come up with some of the techniques that they've done for a long time. So to be around the man who originated some of the stuff has been, it's been pretty cool, bro.
0: Yeah, that, that's got to be great to have someone who just literally, like you said, has 30 to 40 years of experience. So they've been around it all.
1: Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't teach time. You cannot teach that at all.
0: For this season, what goals do you have for both yourself and for your team with the six remaining games?
1: You know, I just for me I approach it the same every year. Just from a holistic standpoint, man, I just want to help however I can. Mm-hmm. You know, that means, you know, helping on field ball, coming in mean, on the heavy tight end package. If that means getting in and playing, if that means, you know, giving a great a great look for miles and everybody at practice, man. I just really and truly enjoy the game. So I wanna to try to help however. Um, as a team, especially for our O line room. You know, there's some of the greatest guys that I've ever met in football in our room. Two come to mind well, one comes to mind, Joe Petonio. You know, he's such a he's such a phenomenal player. He's one of the best guards in the league. And I told I was asked this a year ago and I was like, Well, when Coach Callahan first got here, and I told him, you know, I just want our room to win. You know, I want people in our room who, who really deserve to win, to win because there's no different, like, there's no greater feeling in the world. Of course, I know people say, so well, having your kids and getting married. I understand that. But when it comes from a sports standpoint, I mean, winning, winning in the NFL is one of the hardest things you'll ever try to do. Yeah. So the fact that we have such phenomenal people on this team who haven't experienced that at times, I mean, because we won in Houston. You know, I got to go to the playoffs. I won divisions and all that. and It was great. I just wanted to be a part of that here with those guys, and if I could help throughout the process, then I, then I, I mean, I was an added plus.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Joel is the longest tenured Brown now, too. I believe so. So he he's been through the rough times, and it would it would be great to see someone like him experience like a playoff game or a winning season. One hundred percent. Does Joel have you playing that shuffleboard game?
1: So. <laughs> COVID, of course, we can't play uh-huh. anymore. But last year, yeah, we, we were on it nonstop. It was cool. Now, I, I normally watched, and I normally just watched them get into it and play it. Uh-huh. But I was there and watched it nearly every
0: day. And it's actually very interesting. The one who's very, very good, though, I mean, Joe's good, too. But JC was very good. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Seems like they got pretty heated while watching building the Browns with that. So oh, big time, big time. <laughs> so talking about another one of your teammates, Miles Garrett, what makes him so difficult to block, and what stands out to him from other pass rushers? So,
1: you have to realize that Miles is six foot six. Mm-hmm. Miles is also—I mean, I don't want to butcher this—but I would say two sixty-five, two hundred and seventy pounds. You know, the man runs a 4 <laughs> When people ask me about him all the time, this is this is what I always tell them: Miles gets off the ball and bends like Von Miller. That's six foot six. You know, Bond is one of the smoothest guys on the edge I've ever seen, that most people have ever seen. Miles has the ability to do the things he does. And he's also one of the fastest off the ball. And then you put on top of it that, he's six foot six, 275 pounds. And then you put on top of that, that he's probably one of, if not the strongest player on the field at the time. So it's like when you add all those layers, I mean, you literally get a Miles Garrett. And a Miles Garrett is, you know, Top three player in the NFL when it comes to defensive line wise. So he, he's he's the real deal, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful to call him my friend though. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I don't have to deal with him and I only deal with him in practice.
0: Yeah, I mean he seems like a real nice person off and on the field.
1: Great dude. He's a great dude. Such a such a great guy.
0: And uh, obviously he's a great player. He would throw me through a brick wall. Can't imagine. <laughs> Can't, I can't imagine doing what you do in practice with him. Right. So you want to move on to the quick questions? Yeah, that's do. Perfect, alright. Who is your favorite NFL team growing up? The
1: Panthers, by far.
0: Who was your favorite player growing up?
1: Hmm. I really enjoyed watching Mike Vick. Mike Vick. No, Mike Vick was the real deal. Yeah. But, 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 let me also throw I really love Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers is one of the reasons I fell in love with football. He's one of the greatest Panthers of all time. So it'd be those two. Talk,
0: talking about dominant defensive ends, Julius.
1: He <laughs> literally just a freaking nature.
0: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he was hard to guard. Who has been the most difficult player that you've had to guard in your career?
1: Mm. Well, I did, I did go against J.J. nonstop in practice. When when he was still in his prime, still defensive player of the year. Mm So JJ's definitely up there, but I say it's definitely Miles. I mean Miles is the truth. I mean Miles had the chance to be the one of if not the best defensive player ever, or at least from the D line standpoint. I know we got the ADs and we got the JJ's and all that, but Miles has all the tools to be that type of person. So it'd definitely be JJ or Miles.
0: Was it cool playing against the Texans two weeks ago?
1: It was different, man. You know, I got to see a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, some of my guys are gone and gone other places. But for the most part, there's a good amount there. So to look across and to see those colors and, you know, see the people on those sidelines, man, it was nice to go up to them after the game, you know, socially distanced and be yeah. very safe. But it was nice to see them all and just have those conversations. Because, I mean, and, of course, we're both still young, but you're younger than me. You realize, now you never get time back. So you really gotta cherish and you got, you really have to enjoy seeing the people that you care about.
0: Right, and it's, it's always friend fun being able to hold that W over your friends, too.
1: Big fact. <laughs> that's a big...
0: <laughs> that, was a, that was the icing on the cake. Right. Being that you're from Appalachian State, are you a Luke Combs fan? So, not big on country music? Uh-huh. I,
1: well, you wouldn't be able to tell. But, um... I have heard his music. Mm-hmm. You know, he came and and did concerts and stuff when I was in school, but like I said, I really wasn't tripping on that. (laughs) But I guess this. It's actually, you know, there are some songs that are very smooth. He's very, very talented. Mm -hmm. If country was my thing, I'm sure I would listen to him, but that's not my thing.
0: Who is your favorite teammate currently?
1: Mm. So I love all the guys in the O-line room, but the one who's probably, (laughs) he's a trip, is uh, Wyatt. Wyatt him. Me, me, and White are like this, you know. We're we're arguing most of
0: the time, but it's all in funny games. Like I love, I love the to death. So mm-hmm.
1: it definitely be White.
0: How about the funniest teammate? I'm excited to know this one. Hmm.
1: Let me think. Uh, Team Mitch is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He is hilarious. <laughs> he he's a clown. Let me think. Sheldon Sheldon's hilarious. Sean Sheldon Richardson. J.C. is hilarious to me as well. But J.C.'s humor is very, very different. You know, J.C.'s Ivy League. J.C.'s a very, very smart guy. So, like... Is it more of, like, a dry humor?
0: Yes, it's sarcastic. Top-notch. Yeah. Which, I'm sarcastic at times, so I enjoy it thoroughly. So (laughs) those would be my my three. In the Bengals game, Harrison Bryant was talking a lot of smack. On a PAT attempt, he said you were his personal bodyguard. You bodyguard for anyone else on the team. uh, You know, we kind of were all bodyguards for Baker at the end of the day. So I I definitely would say that. But
1: it was funny. I tell people that, too, because, I mean, Harrison's going to be – he's already smooth very good player. He's so young. And it's like you can just see the future is bright for him. But to hear him kind (laughs) of get out of his element out there and, you know, really start to feel himself and feel the game, like I remember on that field goal, I just look back to me like, Bro, is this really the person that I'm hearing talk? <laughs> and it, it was it was wild because the guys across from us, they were actually laughing and one of them called him Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> uh, fell over on the field. That was very, very funny. But like, Harris my boy. That that's, mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna play in this league a very long time.
0: If he called him Napoleon before the snap, you might have had a little foul star right there. Yeah, who are you telling? So last quick question. Who's your favorite musical artist and what's on your pregame warm-up playlist?
1: Hmm. So I'm a, I'm a very, very big Gunna fan. Alright. Very big Gunna fan. On my playlist before, I mean it ranges. You so know, I've got some very smooth R and B. You know, I've got some uh Black Sabbath on there at times. You know, I've also got some Twenty One Savage, Lil Hoosie Ver. You know. I, I I listen to it all to be honest. Like I said, country's not my favorite thing. But if a country song has an upbeat tempo and all that, and I can vibe to it, I mean, I'll play it. But, you know, my, my, my musical taste ranges, man, you know. Before the games, it, it's kind of whatever vibe I'm in at the time. So it just depends. Were you a big fan of Wanna? I was. It was, uh, it was smooth. I mean, honestly, I know everybody sits and talks about uh, in Lil Baby, and I, Lil Baby's nice. Like, Lil Baby's a phenomenal artist. But everybody was like, you know, little Baby or Gunna, little Baby or Gunna. And I enjoy them both. But I'm always a Gunna fan because, like, the way Gunna rides the beat and the way he, he he's just melodic and just flows on it, you know, it's very, very smooth. And I enjoy music like that. So I, I enjoy music with a very nice beat. But I also don't like it completely knocking nonstop. You know, I want it to be very, very smooth. And his style fits that. So...
0: I think those two... Let me like... ask you
1: this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me... Let me ask you a question. Did you watch? Did you watch the versus battle between um, Young Jeezy and uh, Gucci?
0: No. What, what was that on? No, I'm just curious. I mean, everybody, like everybody,
1: back home. I think it was what last week. Now there's a giant versus battle between Gucci and Jeezy, and I was just curious if you watched it. Who do you think won? But you'll get back to me now later, time.
0: I will. I will. I'll, I'll go watch. I I heard about that, but I didn't check into it. Because I do like yeah. Gucci, but I'm not a huge Jeezy fan.
1: Listen, <laughs> me too. And don't get me wrong, Jeezy has a lot of bangers. Mm-hmm. And when he was playing them on that versus, I was like, okay. But I'm a big Gucci fan. Right. I'm big on Gucci. Mm-hmm. So I could never turn my back on Gucci no matter what. So I'm happy you said that.
0: Do you do you like the older Gucci or the newer Gucci? Definitely the older. For but sure, for older, sure. Older, older Gucci is legendary. I mean he's still legendary now mm-hmm. but the old like the lemonade bird days print, bird print all oh, bro when, when, when Gucci was the heavyset <laughs> that's the Gucci guy like. mm-hmm. I mean I love this one too but the, the new is also set, great but, yeah that's, that's the legend <laughs> well that's all I have Kendall it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today
1: yeah no problem man let me know if you ever need me I'm telling you as you can see I'm always here I'm always down to talk. There's always a good time, brother. I appreciate you having me. And
0: thanks to you guys who've made it this far listening to the Hottest take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lions Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Kendall a follow on Instagram at K underscore Lamb underscore 74 and on Twitter at Lambo underscore 704. Huge thanks again to Kendall for taking his time to come on the show. It was an absolute pleasure having you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the hottest underscore take pod. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again y'all and see you next time.